0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila, and today we are recording episode number 28, almost to 30, few more episodes left, and this is your weekly Cubs episode. Released on the off day, unfortunately it is an off day, I strongly dislike Cubs off days because it's actually like kind of weird because I like them because I get to spend my time watching everyone else, you know, like exploring other teams and just kind of um, getting to see teams that maybe I usually wouldn't turn on and watch. So that's kind of the good and fun aspect of it. But on the other hand, as a loyal Cubs fan, I'm like, great. Uh, the Cubs don't play today. I don't really have anything to look forward to in that sense. So it kind of leaves me with a day of despair. And honestly, I do feel like some of my worst days are on Cubs off days, and today was a rough one, so definitely felt that today, but otherwise, I enjoy getting to watch other teams, and I think it's really fun, um, but yeah, so the Cubs have an off day today. We are getting ready for the West Coast Series. We go to the West Coast to play the Dodgers and Oakland. Those games combined are going to be six, and then we come back home to play the Dodgers again. So, we got a lot of California coming up because then we also play San Diego at home. And then we go down to Miami. So, a lot of tropical places, a lot of warm places, including Wrigley because, hey, it's starting to get warm in Chicago. That's a rarity, but this past week has been looking good. So, anyways, I have a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to kind of discuss and go through because a lot of things happened both good and not so bad I don't think we got the Cubs taking off and winning the series against the Rangers and the Mariners Javier Assad sent down and Nelson Velasquez called back up Drew Smiley has one of his best starts Dansby Swanson missed the first game his first game in two years Ian Happ gets an extension and will Saya be joining the team on the west coast question mark and what to look for going to California so a lot to discuss a lot to kind of dig into some more than others but without further ado let's get started so let's talk about this Cubs and Rangers series and then this Cubs and Mariners series so the Cubs beat the Rangers in games one and two but fell short in game three so game one Stroman started second great start by Stroman he's looked phenomenal over these past two games that he's played stats for that game no one runs no one runs he pitched six innings only allowed two hits and struck out six that sinker is sinking let me tell you because he's looking really good so really good stuff by him in game one and then nico horner is literally just staying hot going two for two two for four in that game looking really good Um, game one was honestly pretty good I think we kind of had a steady consistency Um, and then against the Rangers team who I talked about on my MLB episode has looked pretty good and honestly maybe an underdog team for a lot of people this season so I think we definitely competed Uh, game two Steele hits a little bump in the road his first start was really good like we've seen but second game it it wasn't as good but still pretty good stuff he allowed four hits and did walk four, which is kind of a rarity for Justin Steele. Usually uh, gets those guys out, but hey, it's okay. We all have bad days. Still had some pretty good stuff, and the Cubs ended up winning. Madrigal really showed up in that game going two for four with a double and a single. I think it's really nice getting to see Nick Madrigal kind of get these really good reps in because we, we've we known his struggles, and we've also known that he hasn't had a full season yet, a healthy season. So Really good stuff early on by Nick Madrigal, and I like what I'm seeing. Trey Mancini, off to a hard start. Uh, He was going three for five in game two. Really well, really good stuff. Uh, Dansby Swanson bringing the energy to the team on game two. If you don't know, Dansby Swanson scored from first all the way to home on an error by the Rangers, um, and literally was so hyped, brought the energy, brought the electricity to Wrigley, and you really felt it. I wasn't there, but looking through my screen, I was fired up, and we do know what happened prior to that game. Unfortunately, his wife, Mallory Swanson, uh, who is a U.S. woman's soccer player, underwent an injury it looked pretty bad before the game, literally minutes before the game. And all the guys were watching it in the clubhouse because it's kind of a thing that they do now. They watch her games and they have them on there, which I think is really cool, uh, really supportive and that all the players are so into it. Warms my heart. If you know anything about me, you know that I love team bonding more than anything. So uh, the fact that they all support her literally is my favorite thing ever. Um, But Anyways, uh, she underwent an injury and looked really bad and like it got me emotional because like, you know, in sports games, like they don't, whenever an injury happens, especially in soccer or like in football, in those sports where I guess you're super close to the players, I guess any sport, um, really, but you, like your teammates, block your face because like they don't want you know the expressions and everything getting out into the media getting out into the public just because it's like a really personal private moment you know this is something that have happened to anybody it's really serious so it's not something that should be televised to everyone and it's not something that should be kind of brought to attention in a negative way or even like have that much publicity so um her teammates ran to her as soon as she hit the ground and shout out to them for just you know being good teammates and I think that's something that every person really values anyways um yeah but I mean the few seconds that the camera was on her face oh my god she was sobbing like I like oh my god I just like it's crazy because like all those injuries you know maybe they don't look as bad on camera but to see you know the expression on someone's face and see the pain it like, it hurts. So honestly, wishing her the best, she did have to come out of the game and was pulled out on a stretcher, um, but with high hopes. And then, uh, you know, 20 minutes later, that was playing in Texas, all the way in Chicago, Dansby Swanson had a game to get ready for. So he kind of took a second, took a breather. Rossi asked him if he was okay. He said, yeah, we got a game to play. Like, he has a job. That is crazy to me because how many players are willing to have that mentality in a time that's so tough? We see it now that there's a lot of, you know, couples that are both professional athletes. We have Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz, who soccer player, football player. So that like relationship to me is so like cool and so valuable just because like you know that each of you has a job to do at the end of the day this is your career you know and you care so much about the other person but to have like the mental strength to put that aside and get to work is just so crazy to me because I it probably definitely took a lot for him to just be like you know what this like he's hurting so bad right now but I have something to do but I have to go and perform for this team because honestly he would have said you know he could have said no like you know I'm not okay right now I just like I need to make sure she's okay I, like I can't be here and I bet you everybody would be understanding of course because it's his wife you know like this is a pretty serious thing and to see that happen but no I mean at the end of the day they're athletes and this is something that they have that they go through you know and something you have to, they have to accept. So, for him to be able to put that aside and not let that affect his game and the way that he was playing as much on that second game for the Cubs, incredible. Incredible. So, A round of applause, all my props, all of my respect to Dansby Swanson for being able to do that. We do, I do hope that Mal is okay now. It's been a couple days. I do know she went, underwent surgery and things looked good from there. Um, But yeah, so wishing her the best, wishing, wishing the Swansons the best just because it's definitely hard when both, both people in the couple in the relationship are professional athletes, but wishing them the best. Um, anyways, so, for him to bring, going back to that, for him to bring that energy and just the enthusiasm to Wrigley Field, knowing that this was an emotional time for him, I mean, come on. And all the fans were there to welcome him. All the fans were there up and screaming with him, and it just, it was perfect. I loved it. So, anyways, he, um, kind of took on that game with a lot of emotion, um, with a lot of strength, and just went through it as, like a champion, like a champion. So, that's re- really went down game two um Cubs started a rally ended up winning the game and then moving on to game three the Cubs did lose Jamison Tyone had another rough start at Wrigley um and the bullpen didn't really help as much they gave up some runs as well but Jamison Tyone this is a second start and it's been looking a little rocky he's not um Having the good starts that I guess we predicted or that we hoped that he had. Uh, I'm, he's working on some new pitches, sweeper, things like that, that have looked pretty decent, honestly, but uh, just kind of making sure that command is good has kind of been struggling a little. He pitched five innings in game three, gave up six hits, but did strike out seven. So honestly, I think maybe, you know, yes, it's a little like not alarming, but it kind of gets on your radar a little bit, this being the second time, but hey seven strikeouts give it to me all day looking pretty good so I don't think there's too much to worry about there um but just wanted to kind of go on and say that and say that but um yeah so that's really for um the uh ranger series (laughs) that's really what went down pretty good baseball pretty good stuff they did put up a fight and those were some hard-earned games and a lot of those games were really won by the defense. Um, The Rangers struggling a little bit with the defense and the errors and everything and we had those times too but at the end of the day it was like who had the better defense and we all honestly came up and uh, overall showed that we came here to play and definitely put up a fight so I think those games mean a lot because you work your hardest to win those games, especially those 2-1 games. Those are, like, the games that, like, I feel like players value the most just because they're tight games. And it's really good baseball being played on both sides. So, you know, may the best team win kind of thing. So, really good stuff against the Ranger series. That was our mm, first series one, because since we kind of split that in a way because we didn't play the third game but first series that we won and then we went on to play the Mariners still at Wrigley Field and we won game one in extra innings so Drew Smiley was pitching that day he put away seven in five innings really good stuff by him um the middle bullpen was pretty good, like it has been for a while. Alzalei, Leiter Jr., shoving, having some pretty good stuff. We've seen Alzalei come out of the pen a few times now, and he's looked really strong. Uh, We do see David Ross kind of put him away as soon as a lefty comes up to bat, and that's okay, you know, it's strategic moves. And I think a lot of the times Cubs fans kind of get a little shaky with that, just because I think there was, it was he just got in, he just got into the game and he pitched the one inning and turned down all the batters he faced came in the next inning and I think he only faced one batter and then Rossi took him out just because I think he was facing a lefty next and they didn't want to risk losing the lead so I guess that was what was behind that um although it kind of hurt and I although though like a lot of Cubs fans were kind of questioning it just because it's like why did you take him out he was doing really good um you know we know that it's been like an ongoing thing that lefties are good off of right-handed pitchers so I think like he kind of just knew what he was going for and he knew that when there was a lefty coming out, out com- coming out to bat Alzali was going to be put away and then bring out a new pitcher whether it's lighter leader whichever so anyways but he's still doing really really well uh leader junior really showing his stuff recently i'm really liking that um but yeah so cubs have the lead in that game until jared kalanick hits a home run in the top of the ninth inning to tie the game like you're kidding You're kidding. We made it this far and at the top of the ninth solo home run. But Jared Kellanek, and let me tell you, that's not the only time he bursted our bubble this series. So that happened. Keegan Thompson comes in at the top of the 10th and literally shoves. He left the bases loaded at the top of the 10th inning, letting no runs to score. It's just crazy and incredible. Keegan Thompson showing it again. So we left the 10th inning without letting up any runs. And then Nico Horner walks it off with a single in the bottom of the 10th for the first time in his career. And the vibes were good at Wrigley. First walk-off win of the season looked pretty good. That was our first game of the series. High hopes, the energy, the vibes were there. So congratulations to him. Game one looked really good. Going on to game two. Game two started off pretty rough. By the second inning, we were losing 7-0. Wesneski had another rough start. Uh, I don't think, I think this is another guy that we don't need to push the panic button on just yet, just because we gotta say, you know, he's still a rookie. This is his second major league start, and it's, it's a little difficult like different in that scenario just because this is just a new guy and, you know, kind of earning that spot type deal. So, I don't think we should be super panicked right now, but let's just give it some time. Just give it some time and I think, you know, give him a couple more starts and then we can kind of see where we get from there. And on the other side, he comes out of the rotation. Who are you putting in, you know? We already kind of said that Alzelay looks better out of the pen and Keegan Thompson has kind of been in that pen like they wanted him to be in the pen for a while now and now that they finally have that I don't think they're willing to change it so give him a few starts I think he could be good it's just nerves maybe it's just something maybe off but he had a little bit of a rough start there again giving up seven runs by the second inning but the Cubs said you know what we'll pick you up we pick up our pitchers and they began to rally in the third inning starting off with a Mancini homer that scored both him and Dansby Swanson then from there I was a hitting parade it was a hitting parade the bats were awake at Wrigley singles and walks okay take them take him. Nelson Velasquez getting his first first or second at bat with the Cubs after coming up from triple a grand slam first grand slam of the season for the Cubs you couldn't have pictured any better moment I mean come on we were winning by a 7-0 deficit 7-1 deficit by you know I think it was like mm, the second inning so to come up from seven from seven to one crazy crazy Nelson Velasquez hits a home run Cubs end grand slam grand slam Cubs end the third inning, seven to nine. Come on, come on. This game isn't over yet. And I think that's something that I I like more. You know, I'd rather, I think any fan is like this, but we'd rather have the our team be losing by a big margin early on. And I'm not panicked, you know, because I know we still got eight innings, seven innings of baseball left. That's fine, that's fine. As long as we could pick it up, you know and kind of get that momentum going then that's fine you know but if we're losing 7 to 1 by the 7th all right i'm starting to get a little bit worried here so anyways everything good happens and the vibes are great at Wrigley by the 3rd inning winning 7 to 9 like i was saying and then ultimately the cubs rally winning 14 to 9 14 to 9 was the final score and it was just picture picture perfect everyone was loving it Kind of some mm, sad news. We're going to talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but Jansby Swanson does come out of that game um, by the sixth inning. Right side tightness, they said. I think the panic that went through every Cubs fan's like mind and just like their attitude was insane because you see Danesby Swanson, your star shortstop, star MLB player, star franchise player, come out of the game. You're like, what the heck just happened? what is going on? Because this is a guy who rarely gets injured. This is a guy who doesn't come out of games. He has not missed a game since in two years. He played all 162 last year. So you definitely start to worry and start to panic. Um, Everybody on Twitter was tweeting wishing that he just had to go to the bathroom and that everything was fine and, you know, there was nothing to worry about. And I think I refreshed my Twitter feed literally every five seconds saying, trying to see an update from Taylor McGregor, trying to see an update from any Cubs insider. I'm like, I need to know what is going on. So he goes down into the dugout. He, I guess from my perspective, and this is what was kind of televised too, was that when they came out for the sixth inning, You know, they were just kind of warming up, getting back into it, uh, passing the ball around the infield, and then Dansby throws the ball to either Trey or Hosmer, whoever was playing first base in that game, and kind of felt a little bit of, like, funkiness going on, and throws the ball, signals to the dugout, starts walking. And then they showed him walking. Um, into the clubhouse and kind of just holding onto that uh, right side. I think it was right side. Some people said it was left, but holding onto his leg. So it's like, okay, great. What is going on? So he was super chill about it, but at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, what? So then, when it was announced that it was like side tightness, everybody's immediately like, fr- like freaking out. Like, cause your instant thought when you hear that is oblique instantly. And who else had an oblique injury? Say a Suzuki. He hasn't played since February so you really start to think about that and then your mind goes through a rabbit hole and you're like okay well if say I was out for you know three months <laughs> he's gonna be out for three months and we're not gonna have dance be back so definitely a lot of things going through the mind and a lot of panic he was getting checked out by doctors things like that um everybody was just kind of waiting for that game to be over so that, like, they could interview and do the press conference with David Ross and he could tell us what was going on. So, ultimately, you hoped for the worst, for the best case scenario, sorry, best case scenario that it was just cramping, that it's nothing big of a deal, that it wasn't a strain, anything like that. The game comes, Cubs to an end. Cubs win 14-9. And first question David Ross gets into the press conference room first question what's what's the status on Dance Me? Um, And he didn't even have a lot of information right because they haven't done a lot of tests yet. They haven't done a lot. you know, he's just saying what the trainer told him and you kind of want to keep those things in-house as well confidential, like I said, medical stuff um, saying you know, hey, you know, it's just some soreness, you know he had a long day at the hospital. maybe he's just you know, we just hope that, It was cramping. That's what we think it is. I don't think it's a really big deal. Kind of just wanted to address that and just saying things like that, that it wasn't too serious. They believe it's just cramping. They were going to check him out the next morning to kind of confirm those thoughts and those, um, what is it called? Diagnosis. So it wasn't a big deal. And the relief that everybody went through. And it makes sense. you know. Mal had surgery that day uh, and she was Back in Chicago, so he was there with her the whole entire day, and he's sitting there for a long time. Your body kind of doesn't shut down on you, but it definitely feels different. I mean, when you're sitting in the hospital for a long time, uh, definitely going through a, a rough time, and then you have to show up to work and you you have to get back into it. Sometimes the body just says no, so things like that very understandable. Um, so it did kind of give a sense of relief to every Cubs fan the next morning. Um, He was checked out and they did say it was just cramping and, you know, they were just going to kind of roll it out and things like that. He did not play in game three, Um, but we're going to talk. I think I literally just addressed everything that I was going to talk about. Um, But yeah, like, like I just said, he usually plays 162 games, so this was kind of odd for him to be out in game three, but you know, you're, you have to do what your body wants you to do at the end of the day, especially being a professional athlete, so he was out for that game, um, so he could get the double rest, double off day, um, as we have an off day today, so he is set to be prepared to go to California and play in those West Coast games, should be in the lineup, nothing to worry about it too much, um, he seems in high spirits, everything looks fine, just a rough day, um, and he said it himself, like, it's just been tough. And sometimes your body just checks out on you. And I think that day was really long for him. And he, he just, he, you know, you, sometimes you just can't do it anymore and you understand it, you know? So ultimately missed that game, but it's okay. You know, we definitely care more about the health. So that's what happened in game two. Then moving on to game three, the Cubs do lose game three. Marcus Roman had his first quote unquote rough because it wasn't as steady as most of his starts have been um now having a 1 ERA <laughs> ooh scary but yeah so not his best best work that we've seen right but hey still really good ultimately Cubs couldn't really produce any runs there so we lose game 3 but we still take the series so winning both of those series at Wrigley definitely does feel good um ending on the off day and preparing for a long stretch so that's what happened in a recap from this past week since last episode. Moving on, let's talk about Javier Assad being sent down and Nelson Velasquez being called up. So, Javier Assad has had some rough starts with the Cubs so far. He was sent down, his major league stint ended short, he ended with a 12.45 ERA. Um, so not the best stuff compared to what we saw in the WBC, obviously, which I do think was a big leverage point on whether he made the team or not. Um, He pitched 4.1 innings in total, only had five strikeouts, and six earned runs, so definitely not the numbers that you want to see there, Uh, but like I said, it's kind of weird because he did do really well in the WBC, and I know that's a different hitting environment, different everything, so I get that, but you can also understand why he was first put on this team. So, unfortunately, he was sent back down to the minor leagues, and Nelson Velasquez was called back up for the first time this season and filled that roster spot. So, another right fielder uh, added to the list. But hey, I think this might be Cubs fans' favorite right fielder just because he does have experience there and he's really good, a young guy and he was just raking in the minors put up some really good numbers uh that's why he got the call up but maybe things are going to look a little bit different in the upcoming days if Suzuki comes up and he returns you know what's going to happen with Velasquez how is that going to all play out um but yeah so ultimately Velasquez is up on the roster now Assad not on the roster so what i wanted to break down there moving on drew smiley has one of his best starts he secured game one with a win against the mariners put up some really good stats fit pitched five innings only allowed two hits and struck out seven really good stuff by smiley at game one um honestly could potentially see him go back to how he pitched in Atlanta looking pretty good, and I could definitely see the consistency coming from there, so hoping for the best with that. There was a few impressive, impressive starts in Georgia, so hopefully... Kind of can bring back that momentum and everything. But he definitely looked really good in game one. So good stuff by him. Um, we already touched on the Danby Swanson stuff. Like I said, I don't think there's really anything to worry about anymore now that we kind of got the full coverage and the full diagnosis with that. Do expect him to be in the lineup from here on out. So that's with that. Moving on, let's talk about some more exciting news. Ian Happ gets an extension. Cubs fans, your prayers, your... You know, thoughts. <laughs> Your prayers have been answered by Jed Hoyer, who literally just pulled the trigger and said, "You know what? Ian Happ is going to stay on my team," and that's exactly what he did. Also, first off, I'm going to get a little bit sidetracked here, but let's talk about how Jed Hoyer and can't remember his name, but the vice president of baseball operations, basically, I think it was second command to Rob Manfred and, ooh, can't remember his name either, but something really, someone really important in the Cubs organization we were all in the booth for this Rangers series, I mean, for this Mariner series, and it was pretty interesting. I loved it. I think they should have a lot more of that, not only because when Jed was there, we scored all those runs, but I thought it was pretty interesting, but that's also coming from a person who enjoys the business side of baseball and who hopefully will work there in the future. Um, so, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I think it was super cool when the um, guy, fr- the vice president from Major League Baseball came and started talking about all that stuff. I think that was super interesting to learn about. And then, Jed Hoyer, I, you know, GMs get a lot of hate because they're GMs. I think that kind of comes with a job uh, just because you have a passionate fan base and sometimes they don't like the moves that you make because maybe they don't see what you see right now, right? So, It's a respectable job, though, because it does take a lot of work to get there and everything. And Jed Hoyer is definitely a guy that I respect a ton. A ton. So, listening to him was really cool and just really nice to hear all the things that he had to say about the team and just where his mind's at, where his head's at with everyone, how up to date he is, not only on this major league team, but on the minor league side too and the farm system, the guys who just got here, you know, that's, it's just really cool to see a guy so involved in your favorite team and I know that is his job and that's what he's supposed to do, but I don't know, it just, it makes my heart happy, so Really um, interesting stuff by him, and honestly, just super excited for the future of this team, for sure. But um, anyways, I thought it was really cool having him in the booth, and then how excited that he got having to press that cough button a few times on the broadcast, just because you just get so fired up, because your team's scoring all these runs, and we're coming back, and we're winning, and the vibes at Wrigley are so good. So I definitely enjoyed that. Marquee, anybody from Marquis, if you're listening, please have that more often because I found it very interesting and very cool to listen to and everything. But anyways, that was that. Um moving on, let's talk about Ian Hap. Ian Hap signed a three year no option extension for sixty one million dollars. Yes, yes Finally, 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 now that he can play without any distractions, without any pressure, he doesn't have to be worried about what's going to happen in a couple of months, what's going to happen in next year. And that's just put on hold for now, at least for the next three years. And this Cubs court, I'm talking about Swanson, Hap, Horner, is going to look going too at least 2026. And that's something Cubs fans definitely have to look forward to. So... Oh, sorry. Super excited about that. Um, Yeah, just really good stuff all around. Those Game 3 vibes for him were definitely really, really good. He said it himself. He wants to be a Cub for life. He loves this team. Everybody, all the fans love him. Teammates love him. Marcus Stroman can go on and on and tell you everything he loves about him. Jed Hoyer said he really wanted to be a Cub. So, Super happy that deal got done. If you don't remember, in prior Cubs episodes, I did an episode talking about extensions, talking about um, kind of off-season moves just because that was the time where Nico Horner wasn't extended yet either. So I kind of did an episode touching on that. And I did say that maybe Ian Happ should not be extended in a way that Cubs fans wanted. And it was almost like a, I'm not going back on what I said, because specifically, I did say that, you know, we have a lot of young guys coming up, and you do need, you know, a veteran presence or an older guy in the outfield, um, for sure, 100%, I agree with you on that, but like I said, I didn't want the extension to get in the way of the coming of younger players. That's what I said. And this here is exactly what I wanted. I said if Ian Hap was going to get an extension, this is what it should be, right? Because it's three years, it's through 2026. That, got, that gives the guys in the minors three years to hopefully get up and Um, start kind of getting that major league mentality a little bit more to hopefully be up there with him and spend a few games there with him and then after 2026 we'll see where this takes us but I am definitely not upset about this contract about this extension because I think this was definitely the right move from the Cubs because you can't rely on your minor league guys all the time you know they're looking really good right now but knock on wood that something bad happens and you know who do you have so I definitely think this was a good move and a good deal by the Cubs, and I am number one Ian Happ fan, so I definitely agree, and I'm definitely super excited for this extension that he's staying in Wrigley. You got your jersey until 2026, people, so looking pretty good in Wrigley right now, Um, but yeah, just some good news all around on Wednesday. Moving on, let's talk about Sayo Suzuki joining the team on the West Coast. Question mark Could we be giving up our giving up our or mm, could we be mm, getting 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 our hopes up? Probably, maybe, but hey, we never know. And honestly, no, I'm thinking not. So, um, Judd Hoyer hinted to Suzuki's potential coming and potential joining of the team in California with the Cubs in the West Coast Sprint. And I have been over the moon ever since he said that. Uh, He has definitely proven that he's healthy. He has some great numbers down in AAA, hitting a home run already. Um, And I think this could look really, really good coming up right now, just because I think he's back, he's ready, just get him there. At least just get him with the team. Maybe don't start him for just a couple of days, but hey, just get him with the team. And I think he's ready definitely for it. Uh, I think they did like a press conference with him just like asking him if he was going to go and join the team and he said it was a secret. So I really hope so that he's with the team shortly because that could finally be like the perfect piece and the right piece in right field. A more secure spot, not that The guys in right field aren't doing well. It's just that, say, Suzuki, that's his spot. So hopefully he's up there soon, but theoretically we won't find out until later, until the team plays that first game or getting closer on the day on Friday. So we'll see then. But crossing our fingers that he is with the team. Let's see. Moving on, our last segment of the episode what to look for going to California so we face the Dodgers in three games and we go against Syndergaard, Grove and Urias some hefty pitchers there uh the Dodgers are currently 7 and 6 the starters are pretty solid and pretty consistent uh Syndergaard doing pretty well Grove a little bit of a rocky start but Urias just shoving as well. Also has one ERA, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, the starters are looking good that we're going to face. The bullpen is tight. They're really going to hold you. Um, A couple of hints. Don't let Freddie Freeman get hot. Right now, he's struggling a little bit, going over 5, but hey, he's definitely proven that he can bounce back from that, and when that happens, you got to be careful because Freddie Freeman, oh yeah, that guy can hit. Be aware of Muncy. Max Muncy has done incredible in the last seven games with four home runs, 12 RBIs, six hits. Crazy. Put enough monster stuff. Try to tame him. That's really the best we could do, but hoping for the best in this Dodger series, going to LA, uh, I think Suzuki would definitely help us, but hey, I'm really, really confident in this team. This season. And I think things could look good there. Just got to keep really tight starting pitching has to be good because they have the power hitters. You know, they have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy. Um, Why can I not think of any Dodgers hitters right now? I think it's because the whole team looks just completely different from what it was last season, um, but they got the new guys. Like, beware of some of the new guys that maybe you haven't heard of before. If you only listen to my Cubs episodes or if you um, are only, you know, a Cubs fan and don't really keep up with any other team, I do want to say that they have some new guys who maybe are not on your radar quite yet, but they should be because they're looking pretty good and pretty decent. I'm talking about James Outman, who's put up some really good numbers, 11 hits so far, three home runs, 10 RBIs. Hey, this kid could be really good. But yeah, like I said, I mean, just beware of the big three, Betts, Freeman, Muncy, and hopefully we can kind of tame them. So that's going into the Dodger series and then going straight into the Oakland series. We do know that it's the A's and it's a team who's currently 3 and 10, but at the end of the day, looking at their stuff, they ain't bad. They're not really bad. Uh my tip for the Cubs is to just get on the starters. The starters have not been consistent, have not been good for them. That's their weakest point right now. Um they have a lot of starters, most of them have high ERA, so get on them quick and early um, to kind of get a few runs, because this is a team who could keep it close. The games that they've lost haven't been by a wide margin, and they've proven that they could hit. Most of their guys are going, like, three for five. So, this is a team that has a lot of, that the bats are alive, the bats are alive, the pitching is a little bit shabby. So definitely get on them early and score runs early to get a good cushion because, like I said, this team could hit. And watch out for Brent Rooker. Brent Rooker, Brent Rocker, he's pretty good. Three home runs in the last seven games, nine RBIs, seven hits, and the man does not walk. So definitely a guy to keep out for and definitely someone that could provide a lot of good hitting for this Oakland A's team. So that's currently what I got on the A's and on the Dodgers. Hopefully we can tame them and everything can go well. Uh, After those two series, we come back to Chicago to face the Dodgers again for a four-game series. And I will be at that game. I will be on the Sunday game on Sunday, April 23rd against the Dodgers. 120 game. Super excited for that. Last game of the series. So that's really all I got for today. Uh let's end it with our hit or miss players. My hit player is going to be Trey Mancini, who has just raked recently. I think he's done pretty well. Um pretty good at first. I like him better at first than I do at the outfield. Hitting has been really nice. Some good three for five games. Um doing some really good damage. My miss player is gonna be Miles Masterboney, just because. I don't think he's excelled like the way that the Cubs wanted him to. I think he's almost like a Javier Assad kind of guy because those are guys who really did well in WBC and that's something that all the coaches are watching because some of the guys playing in the WBC aren't signed to a team. Jurickson Profar, for example, I don't think he got signed until after the WBC. So, coaches do keep an eye on that and seeing how well that they did there okay maybe this guy could do the same on our major league team let's put him on the 40 man and sometimes it just doesn't connect not everybody can pull a randy or, Rose or and we kind of end up in a little bit of a slump with the player and i think that's exactly what's happening happening with miles Mastroboni, um who's just kind of hit kind of a rough patch and cannot get consistent cannot get hot and not looking good right now but maybe things will change with him and I don't know if he's going to be on the team in the next few days just because Say Suzuki might be coming back so we'll see from there but thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode the next episode will be released tomorrow Friday April 14th but that's a regular baseball episode the next Cubs episode will be released on Wednesday April 19th so stay tuned for that thank you guys again so much for listening and have a great rest of your day